0: Welcome to the Distressed Pro professional podcast series where we bring you actionable information from real professionals on the front lines of today's real estate investing and mortgage note market. Hey, I'm on here with Matt Sorensen today. Matt is an attorney and the CEO of Directed IRA by Directed Trust Company. That's at www.directedira.com where they provide self-directed IRA and other retirement accounts for real estate and note investors. And they've processed over a billion dollars in transactions and are the highest rated for customer service in the industry. Matt's also the author of the Self-Directed IRA Handbook, which is the number one book on self-directed IRAs that has sold over 30,000 copies. He's also a VIP contributor at Entrepreneur Magazine and he writes on legal tax and retirement topics. Matt, thanks so much for coming on here today. I know that uh, talking about self-directed IRAs and how to get money to work outside of the casino, I mean, stock market, Mm right uh something that a lot of folks are interested in um in our audience and increasingly so as we get into this real weird economic time so thrilled to have you on here um well i appreciate uh, um having me i just say that like this
1: is my favorite topic retirement accounts and then real estate whether it's owning property or lending on real estate i mean those are that's the stuff I love. That's what a lot of our clients do. And that's what I do with my own retirement account. Um, okay. So, uh, I mean, I just, I love the topic and happy to be here.
0: Okay, great. Well, so Lindsay says, first thing we want to talk about here is we've got some key points when investing in in real estate with an IRA. Four four key points, in fact. So, if you could walk yeah. us through there and we talk about that a little bit. Yeah.
1: So, the first thing is a lot of people, let me just say this, a lot of people are like, Wait, can I even do this? Like, I thought you can just buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and be in the casino, like you said. Right. You know? Um, no, like retirement accounts can buy real estate. They can buy a rental property, it can do a loan on a property, it can buy a, an existing note. I mean, those are all assets retirement accounts have been able to own since retirement accounts were created. The problem is broker dealers just cornered the market. Everybody started putting money in retirement accounts, like oh, well, we sell stocks to mutual funds. We better open up retirement accounts so people can buy that stuff with their retirement accounts. And they just took over the industry. So this is something you've always been able to do um, as an investment. You can't buy real estate that you're going to live in or something like that. But sure. we're talking about investments, right? So so yeah, the first thing is the title. And that's the important point. Like, let's say you want to use retirement account funds. Okay, Breck, there's like $35 trillion in retirement accounts, right? Wow. Like this is the most investable piece of money, period, ever. There's no more money to be invested from any other source than U.S. retirement accounts. And it's people like you and me and people listening that have a little sliver of this that have just been taking the easy route or they've been listening to a financial advisor or they've been lazy, let's be honest, and they're just in the stock market. They own mutual funds. They don't even know what the heck they're called. And they don't even know what the mutual fund owns. Right. So for people that are like, you know what? I know real estate better. Like maybe you're listening. You're like, I'm more of a real estate person. I believe it is an asset. I get it better. I can understand it. I feel like I have more of a competitive advantage. It's like, why are you buying a mutual fund? You don't know what the heck it is. Right. So first thing I just want to say is you can do this and you do it with your IRA. Your sure. IRA owns it. Okay. So that's the first thing is that your IRA owns it. It's not Breck buying it. You know, it's directed trust company, FBO, Breck's IRA is buying it. That's okay. who owns it is your IRA. So just the first thing is distinguish. So am I doing this? No, no, no. Your IRA is doing it. Mm. So it acts like an entity unto itself. Exactly. Just like maybe if you have a brokerage account with an IRA or, or, or a 401k, you know, that's just a separate thing you don't get to touch it. It makes its investments, it grows. You know, you can pull it out later at retirement or you can take yeah. a penalty and pull it out early, but it's it's its own little thing. So yeah. let's say you have an LLC, you do you know, you're investing in for notes or real estate, that's separate. Don't mix these two things in.
0: Okay. All right. So um, let's talk about sort of, let's move through these points here. And one of them is um, control. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. So the first thing you're gonna need to do is you need to get to a self-directed IRA. So let's say you have a, Old four hundred one k at Fidelity, or you have an IRA at TD Ameritrade. If you call up Fidelity and you say, "Hey, I want to buy this uh, non performing loan with my IRA," they're going to be like, "You can't do that." Yeah. And it's not because your IRA can't do it; it's because your IRA at Fidelity can't do it. Right?
0: It's Fidelity they're... won't do it. Yeah, that... they won't do it I unless see.
1: you're an ultra high net worth customer with a fifty million relationship or more. Okay. So, <laughs> so they're going to say you can't do it. So you're going to have to move your account. And okay. so you will go to from Fidelity to someone like our company, Directed IRA, and it's just like going from Merrill Lynch to Morgan Stanley, from Bank of America yeah. to Chase, you know, you're just changing the custodian of the account. It's still an IRA or a Roth IRA or a SEP ira mm. or whatever account you have. It's just you're over at a company that now lets you self-direct in whatever assets you want. So like here at our company, Directed IRA, and there's 30 companies like us that, that offer these types of accounts, but- yeah. Like, we're going to say, all right, what do you want to buy? I don't care. I'm not going to recommend you anything. I'm not going to tell you what to buy. Sure. You want to buy stock? Cool. You want to buy a mutual fund? Fine. I mean, don't come to us for that. But like, no, I want to do this, buy this loan. Yeah. Okay, I want to buy this piece of property. Sure, Right. You can buy that in your IRA and we'll help you do it. And so now you're in control, picking really what you want to own. Retirement account owning it and the retirement account grows, gets the rental income or gets the interest and points. Yeah you know, it's getting all that income and growing in a tax deferred or tax
0: free basis, depending on whether you traditional or Roth. Okay. So I, I understand that you can't uh, you know, you can't use that money to buy your home. And there's like this sort of uh, self-dealing kind of, but what other, are there other restrictions on like the type of real estate or any financing that might be associated with buying the real estate in your IRA? Yeah, good question. So you
1: can't buy assets for personal use. So it couldn't be like a home, even like Airbnbs. We have a lot of clients that buy short-term rentals and with their IRAs and you can't stay there. Like then it's like, I have clients like, hey, no one's using it for a week. You know, it's this beach house I got in my, the, my IRA. Yeah. Can I just go stay there? Yeah. No, technically no. Or like, there's <laughs> right. oh, an attorney client privilege call. Let's talk about yeah. it maybe. But like, no, that like, yeah. violates the rules because you can't have use. I see. so, so that's, you you pay... Even if you pay. Wow. Because yeah, because if you pay, then you're doing what's called a transaction with your IRA. Because oh. you're paying your IRA. More self-dealing. So it's it's mm. it's causing what's called a primitive transaction, whether you use it and get it for free, or whether you use it and pay. Basically, okay. when Congress created the rules, is they're like, we don't trust people transacting with their own retirement account. Sure. You know, they thought you people would do some crazy tax stuff, and I would probably tell you to if you could. Yeah. But um, they kind of prevented that. So okay. you can't have personal use, nor could your spouse or kids or parents, Okay, but the mortgage is not the other tricky thing. So you can get a loan. Let's say you want to buy real estate. You wanted to go get a, you have enough money to put down on a property, but not enough to buy it outright.
0: Okay.
1: So you can put the money down, but you have to get what's called a non-recourse loan. Okay. And these loans, there's, there's, Probably seven or eight banks now that offer these loans to people's IRAs just buying single family rentals. It's okay. There's a new bank every six months that gets into this because they're really good loans. Okay. And so, but that's a non recourse loan. And it's kind of like in the bigger commercial real estate market, yeah. you know, pretty much every loan's non recourse. Yeah. But, but in the single family rental market, a lot of people are used to having to guarantee the loan or they do mm-hmm. the loan in their own name and put it to their LLC. But with the IRA, you can't do that. So you get non recourse loan. And if you default, the bank can foreclose and take the property back from the IRA, but they can't go after the IRA for any cash, nor can they go after you
0: personally. I see. So it's really your, your loss is limited to that property only. Exactly. Which is nice, right? Yeah. Now the catch is
1: the bank wants 30 to 40% down. <laughs> sure. There's one that does them at 25% down. And if you go to directedira.com IRA.com in the Relationships or referral partners, you'll see the bank list there. Of the there's, we have all the contacts and a bank officer at each bank that does them. Um, so you can check it out. But the but expect on like 30 percent down. I'd say is the the average. The it's, you're probably like a point or two higher. So if like you get a, a 30 year mortgage right now, 2.75 percent interest rate, you'll maybe get a non recourse loan at 4 percent right now. Okay, so going to trend a little higher on the rate too.
0: Okay. So is there other separation? Like I've heard things in the past where like you can't um, self-manage that property, for example, or you can't like go do work on it. Is that true? Or what is that? How, how does that work on real estate? Yeah.
1: There's some there's some reality to that, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> is, so basically what you can do is administrative and oversight and management stuff. So Let's say real estate's the easiest. Let's say I bought a property in my IRA. I could show it to a prospective tenant. I could sign the write the lease up. Um, the IRA is the landlord and owns the property, of course, not yep. me personally. Or you could use an IRA LLC. By the way, we can talk about using an
0: LLC. But um, but oh, you're what did you say there? Because I, I I think I haven't. Did you say this LLC in the the IRA owns the yeah LLC? yeah? Huh. I'll come back to that. Sorry, okay, I got let's a little, come back. You know, I was a little, <laughs> um, but. Yes,
1: you, you can do like management and administrative stuff, but you can't do physical work. Oh, okay. So there is a rule that basically says you can't provide services to your retirement account and administrative management oversight is always fine. But like, let's say you wanted to rehab the kitchen. You couldn't go put the tool belt on and work on it yourself. Okay. the IRA could pay another contractor to do it, but you can't go put on the tool belt and do it whether you get paid or
0: not. It's just, so you can hire and fire and direct, but don't go, don't go doing your own demolition or whatever. Exactly. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. What else do you have to think about if you're going to buy? And well, I, I guess the other thing I want to ask is: is any kind of real estate as long as you don't live in it? Yeah, it really doesn't so matter. Like, yeah, I have clients that buy own water rights, um, hmm.
1: raw land, raw land, family rentals. Clients invest in. LLCs with a group of like five or six other people that buys a little apartment building.
0: Oh, really? So it can participate uh, in an LLC as a, as a so is the IRA becomes a member of the LLC that owns exactly. the real estate. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. And we do that quite a bit in my law firm. I'm an attorney
1: too. But so, um, but let me go over the IRA LLC if you, if you don't mind, because a lot of yeah, real please. estate clients use that. And it's yeah. also a good option to partner, to bring in okay. multiple accounts or other people to do kind of bigger deals. Um, so, so when your IRA is buying an asset, whether it's a note or it's real estate, the IRA is the owner of that asset. So on property, it's on the deed, right? Okay. It it's the rent, it pays the bills. Mm. And so hopefully you have a property manager that can handle that stuff. And they just send the cash flow to your IRA. Lots of clients do that. Yeah. Now, a lot of clients want, they don't want to have a property manager. They want to bypass that, or they just even if they have a property manager they want what's called an ira llc some people call it a checkbook ira but it's really an ira and an llc so okay. rather than your ira buying and owning the property your ira owns an llc 100 and is going, going to invest cash from the ira into the llc the llc gets a bank account and then your manager of the llc you don't own the llc your ira owns the llc 100 okay but as manager, you can now act for the LLC. So now when you want to buy a property, the LLC is the buyer on the contract and you just sign the contract. Hmm. If you want to pay a contractor, just cut them a check. You know, like you don't have to go through your custodian or property manager and kind of be hmm. hands-off. Like you can really take control. And so a lot of clients like the, the IRLC because they get a checkbook and a debit card, and they can like, you know, you're doing a rehab project or something. Like it's so much easier to use the LLC. Yeah. And so, plus there's asset protection of just the LLC, right? Something happens on the property, they can sue the LLC, but they can't come after you as the manager, nor can they go after your IRA. You get that liability protection that LLCs have. So that's that's called the IRA LLC and it's single member, meaning the IRA owns it 100%. There's no tax return with the IRS. You do got to pay your fees to the state to keep it active. And yes, if you live in California, that's 800 bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, but it's, that's a pretty cool structure. I think I'd probably say two thirds of real estate clients that that use an IRA with us
0: use an IRA LLC. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. And so, and there's no self dealing or or what? There's no uh, issue with that with you managing and directing or do, are you able to get a wrap? get around that when you have the LLC funded you by still are stuck to minute management
1: administrative okay. tasks so you still can't go work on the property um, so you're like you're like the president of the company that never shows up at the office you know you're the official okay. person signing stuff and doing things acting for the LLC okay the um, meeting the contractor looking at the property screening tenants all that you can totally do that okay um, you just can't do the physical work now you cannot take a salary and so oh. I, in my book, I have, you know, probably 20 or 30 cases on this issue on the I R L L C and how it works and what people have screwed up. So there's some people that have taken salaries and they get audited and they lose in tax court. So you definitely can't take a salary and that needs to be in the documents for the LLC, um, which we of course do, or any, any attorney that knows these knows how to draft it properly. Sure. So, um, So, but yeah, you can be manager and you got the same prohibited rules though, that apply.
0: Okay. All right. So I want to get into talking about notes a little bit, but first I have a separate question, which is that um, there are some pretty hard income limits on, uh, on having an IRA, right? On contributing, or is it just opening an IRA? But I know that I know a lot of folks who are above the income limit for that. And so um, is there any way around that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) Um, absolutely. So first, most people who self-direct their retirement account that buy real estate or a note are not starting at zero. They've already got an IRA at TD Ameritrade or they got an old employer 401k that's sitting around. They can just Mm -hmm. roll over and they just work with those dollars immediately. Okay. So that so that's the first thing. The second is right. can um, I just stop you right there?
0: Yeah. Can you roll anything into that IRA, any retirement account into that IRA?
1: Yeah. So the only the only catch is like let's say it's a current employer 401k. Yeah. Or you still work. Yeah. Those companies usually lock you in and say you can't move out while you still work here. Hmm. Unless your retirement age
0: of 59 and a half or older and you still okay. work there. Yeah. Um, or you quit. Okay. So then if you you've go. built up a, a decent 401k and you're, and, and now you're not eligible to open an IRA, but you can still roll that 401k into an IRA, but you can't absolutely. contribute. Is that, absolutely. oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, there's
1: no restrictions on rolling into an IRA. So income or otherwise. So, okay um i mean so it's i am only
0: contributing to it which is the the income restriction is putting new money into it uh like from uh from income or whatever but any right. any past accounts you can roll into it it yeah, sounds like
1: correct and the, the okay. income restrictions on iras are complicated let me just say that so mm-hmm. but frankly with the complication comes opportunity <laughs> that's sure. <the> tax code <laughs> so um the first thing is traditional iras there's no income restriction on that as long as you don't have a 401k in a day job. So okay. some people are like, you could be you could make a million bucks a year and be self-employed and still be able to make an IRA contribution. Mm. You know, the, the people that get restricted on IRAs are people that are like, oh, I work, and this is traditional IRAs. I work at a company that has a 401k or employer plan. They put in money for me. Now I'm restricted if I'm considered high income. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, if you don't have an employer plan that throws money in a 401k or a spouse, you don't need you don't need to worry about the the IRA income limits on traditional IRAs. Interesting. So that's a little technical. The second is the Roth IRA does have an income limit on it. Um, and we love Roth IRAs here because you know, you put your money in, you don't get a tax deduction, but the money comes out totally tax free. Mm-hmm. So if if you've got like an amazing deal and opportunity, Roth IRAs are awesome because. This is like a tax-free investment vehicle. Like okay. put all your best deals into that account because they come out tax-free. So um, but so the, the money Roth goes IRA, in after tax and then comes
0: out free. Of- tax-free, yeah, so- right.
1: Exactly. Not. Once you hit 59 and a half or later. Yeah. And, um, but the nice thing about the Roth is even though there's an income restriction on high-income individuals, you can always do what's called the backdoor Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. So, and in that, basically what Congress did is they removed the conversion restriction on income. So basically what you do is you make a traditional contribution that's called non-deductible and you convert it to Roth. It's a two-step process, but at the end of the day, you get 6,000 bucks in a Roth. Yeah. Um, I do that. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. We're doing that too. Yeah, well, so, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was
0: okay, but yeah, we're doing that too.
1: Yeah, that's, and like, you know, you could do that at Fidelity. Like every place that has any level of sophistication on retirement accounts does yeah. backdoor Roth IRAs. Okay. Now, you might have a lot of self-employed people that listen to another cool option is what's called a solo 401k or solo K. Hmm. Because there, if you're like, that's basically a 401k, if you're self-employed and you're the mm-hmm. only employee, or maybe yeah. it's just you and a spouse, you and a business partner, like you don't have any other employees, you know? Sure. So in the solo K, you can put 58,000 a year into it. You can be making okay. 10 million bucks a year, no income restriction. Yep. Um, and so the solo K is a really good option for someone that's like, I'm at zero, man, I'm, but I'm self-employed. I'm making good income. How can, and 6,000 isn't going to get me very far, Matt. Right. There's other options. There's a solo K. Okay. which
0: okay. cool. you can self-direct and buy real estate and notes with as well. So you have the same hot, much higher limit, like a 401k does over the, because I think it's mid fifties, right? Did you say 58,000? 58, 58,000. You can yeah. put per year on a solo K. Okay. Substantially if married, more than six. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you can take that and then move that into your, IRA after that you're saying it's that's just gonna stay a s so you can just self-direct the solo K right
1: as a solo for oh really you don't need to just move it to an IRA, you're just gonna hmm. go self-direct the solo K. And we do those here too. I mean we have thousands of them. So
0: that's interesting. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it had to be self directed IRA. I didn't know you could invest in real estate. Yeah, right? like
1: let's say it was an old employer 401k, you yeah. know, that's at Vanguard or Fidelity or whoever. I don't mean to always pick on fidelity let's say vanguard you know yeah. like you can like vanguard just doesn't let you do it so you got to move it to a self-directed ira that's just mm-hmm. your only option and actually if you were self-employed and you did a solo k you could move that 401k to a solo K also but but a solo k can be self-directed from the get-go you know just, you just use a company like ours that lets you buy real estate or notes or all their alternative assets
0: okay, okay. Well, so speaking of notes, let's talk about that a little bit, because a lot of our folks are interested in, in notes. And in particular, there's um, a lot of folks interested in non-performing notes, which, you yeah. know, performing notes, it's your clip and coupons, right? I mean, you just have this money come in and I get that, that makes <laughs> sense. And uh, But yeah. on non-performing notes, you know, there's sort of some you know, work to be done. Sure, you know, yeah. It's not with a hammer, but there's, you know, you get them reperforming or do workouts yeah. and, you know, there's all kinds of different stuff. So talk a little bit about how that works and how you avoid getting, you know, into yeah. trouble with that. Yeah.
1: Great question. I mean, that's, I speak at a lot of note conferences and that is like the threshold issue for someone doing non-performing notes. If it's a performing note and we even have clients that just, they just do new loans to like a, you know, someone rehabbing a house, they're, they're doing acquisition or rehab financing. Cool. Just do it right out of your IRA. You know, that's easy. You don't need an LLC. We'll just lend the money out, get a lien on the property. Easy enough. We do 20 of those a day. Um, Let's say though you're like, no, I want to do non-performing notes because I want a little bit of upside. I, mean, yeah, I get yeah. that it's going to take some work, but I want to I want I want to work it. All right, so that's when you'd use the IRA LLC. Okay. And what you do is we would have the IRA invest cash in the LLC. The LLC has the bank account you're managing. Now you go out and the LLC gets the non-performing loan. No, the non-performing loan. Yeah. But what you can do is you can do kind of the light collection activity at first sending some nasty letters making some phone calls you know trying to get it performing you know you can't like do the you know the legal notices and the foreclosure and all that stuff sure sure which you probably have an attorney hire for that yeah. yeah and the llc would hire that out and pay them to do it but but you can do like kind of the first round initial stuff of getting it back performing the phone calls the, the correspondence as manager because that's all administrative and management of the asset it's mm-hmm. not physical work or services to improve mm. the asset. It will okay. improve the asset value, but it kind of falls more on the administrative paperwork communication side that we don't think the IRS wants to discourage you to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they, at the end of the day, they want your IRA to do well, really. I mean, I know a lot of people hate the IRS, but really they want it to do well. <laughs> yeah. Could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, know, yeah. So, um, so they don't, they don't want to discourage that. Plus they know it's just, how do do they restrict that? And so in the rules, we've always been, if you want to do non-performing loans and get involved more, do the LLC. You can get up to the point before you got to do foreclosure and legal action. Um, And we don't see any prohibited issues with that.
0: Okay. So what other like gotchas or warnings or like what else do I have to know about investing in notes with in notes and ira specifically yeah notes um notes are pretty clean you just can't loan
1: yourself money okay um here's one i see quite a bit though that's a problem people will call and say i know i can't loan myself money but can let's just say this is me and you having a conversation hey my ira will loan you money because I can't mm. loan it to myself, and then your IRA will loan me money because mm. you can't loan yourself the money, mm. and therefore we've basically gotten the money out of our IRAs. Yeah, you know, without a distribution or anything like that, you can't yeah. do that. All right, that's yeah. not okay. <laughs> Even though I yeah. know some companies in our industry let it go, I'm like, no, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's two other things that I think are important. One is the partnering. Like, okay. how can I partner? And there's yes. also a, a weird tax called UBIT, but I should probably explain. But <laughs> okay. Um. Let's do it. All
0: right, let's hit the partnering. That's more enjoyable. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of our folks are looking to, you know, they're looking at pools or individual notes and they can't take the thing down themselves and want to raise money from other folks. And like, what's that? Yeah, totally common, yeah. Yeah. So let's just do an example.
1: Like I do an example when I teach like, you know, like someone buying an apartment building for 1.5 million, they need one third down, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, you're like, well, I got a hundred grand in my IRA. My spouse has a hundred grand in hers. We have 200,000 of personal assets. Oh, and my sister would want to throw in a hundred grand from her yeah. IRA. Well, we're at 500,000 pretty fast there. It's to do a much bigger deal than we could have done just any one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, or that I could have just done on, with my personal money. You can pool all those different sources of funds into one LLC. And so if there was like, I think there was like five partners there, my IRA, Yeah, my spouse's IRA, my personal funds, and my sister. Okay, there's four partners. Mm. Yeah, And we break up the ownership in the LLC based on the dollars everyone puts in. So if my IRA put in 100 grand of the 500,000, it's gonna own 20%, Mm. right? And so we just break up ownership solely based on dollars invested. Now, we can't buy it, like here's what you can't do. I can't go set up the LLC personally and then have my IRA come in later and buy me out and buy basically buy in that that's prohibited, but you can all co-invest at this formation of it. Okay. So it does allow people even just within their own means or their own with them and their spouse and their retirement account and personal funds to combine a lot more to pull off a deal. So that's, that's kind of one variation of it. The other is maybe there's just five or six other investors that want to each throw in 50 grand or, or a hundred grand or, you know, or, and some throw in variable amounts and you just, they just get an ownership allocation based on the dollars they put in. That's totally okay. cool. You do it in the LLC. LLC owns the note at the end of the day or property, yeah. whatever the case may be. LLC pays all the expenses, gets the income, and then distributes it to each
0: party based on their percentage of ownership in the LLC. Hmm. And there's no there's no uh, conflict but investing both my personal or family trust funds yeah. and IRA funds into a uh, single llc together totally cool. as partners yeah totally cool you can do that
1: you got to be careful you got to go in at the same time though because if we put if we form the llc and put your ira and you personally in there from the beginning you haven't transacted between each other you just mm. co-invested into an asset at the very mm. same time Okay. let's say you went in again personally first and then six months later you're like i want to get my ira and i'm gonna be like you can't do it because right. you basically got to transfer ownership that you personally have over to your ira now we're doing something that's called a private transaction. Hmm. So as long as you kind of think about it at the head and go in at the same time, you can partner in. Okay.
0: Well, so well, I think we've been chatting for coming up on time here, maybe twenty five minutes, something like that. What yeah. else do folks need to know, or what what can we leave? Oh, there was the Ubit tax. I forgot. Yes, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, this is. The, I shouldn't finish on this one, but. Um, so there's a tax, (laughs) there's a tax that can snag some real estate investors with, um, an IRA. It's mostly people flipping property. Hmm. So basically IRAs are designed to receive investment income. Okay. Interest income points, rental income, capital gain. When you sell property or a note, like Mm. that's all cool in an IRA. Okay. You don't pay tax on it. Yeah. And it's all growing tax deferred in your traditional account or tax free in your Roth. But. What if I'm flipping property? Is that capital gain? Mm. I don't know. Like, and so if you're doing flips, basically what the IRS is trying to determine with your IRA is 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 your IRA in the business of flipping property? Because if Mm. your IRA is in the business of flipping property, they're gonna assess a tax called unrelated business income tax or UBIT. Okay. And basically the short of it, you know, and I got. Th- three hour classes. I teach on this to other professionals. So like you're just giving the down and nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> but basically the short of it is you can flip one or two properties a year with your IRA. Don't worry about this tax. You're not doing enough where you're in the business of it. Okay. If you're doing three or four. You're kind of a gray area. You're flipping five or more properties. This is like per tax year. Yeah. Um, and flip meaning you've owned it less than a year. Yeah. You've done five or more of those. You're going to just have this tax and the tax rate's 37%. So it's, it's pretty ah, nasty. The yeah. money comes from your IRA and your IRA files a separate tax return. So just if you're flipping, just go with a little bit of caution on it.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so that's the other kind of...
0: So in that's that case, it. would you be... Um, or I guess this is probably a prohibited transaction, but is your IRA, can it... Does it matter if it takes an equity or a debt position in a flip like that? Can it? Can it loan money into... A flip that your yeah, no, that your company well,
1: can't loan execute. to mine. Like, like my IRA can't loan to my flip, but my IRA could loan on your flip okay. and it could just get, you know, I'm just getting 10% interest in two points, you know, right. or whatever, you know, whatever the market, where we yeah, that's the market I can get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you can't do that, but you can't do it with, uh, you can't do it. You got to keep yourself out of it. You can't let, there's no way that your IRA loans, your other company, money to do a flip can't do that right can't do that and there's no way to try
1: and engineer that I've i've had clients pay me a lot of money to try there's not a legit way to do
0: it and just to be clear i'm not trying to get around (laughs) any taxes that i should be paying yeah yeah yeah. 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 asking for a friend yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly um Well, cool. So uh, is there anything else that, uh, that folks should know or they should be um, actually, I did have one question you mentioned earlier, California, you said, sorry, you know, it's $800. Is there any reason that, you know, my, I'm, I'm living in Oregon right now. Is there any reason that my Oregon, you know, I've got an IRA here in Oregon. Can it have a Delaware LLC? Um, is there, you know, I, which is only a hundred dollars a year to, to do, or is it that kind of thing? Not okay. You could, but I don't, we don't really recommend that. Like I going to like
1: Delaware or Wyoming or Nevada. It's rare that where we think it makes sense for someone to do it. We're usually setting up the LLC in the state where the client lives.
0: Okay.
1: Um, or the state where they're buying property. Let's say you're in Oregon, but you're like, now I'm buying property in Arizona, Tennessee, sure. Arizona. Yeah. Or Tennessee, you know, yeah. I'm going to set up a Tennessee LLC for your IRA, because okay. when you go to buy a property, they're going to be like, is this LLC in Oregon registered in Tennessee? And you're gonna to have to register it anyways. Okay. So why then you're paying Tennessee fees anyways, plus the okay. Oregon fees. Okay. Now, if you're just lending, let's say you're Oregon resident and you're just lending, I'd probably just do an Oregon LLC. Even if you're lending into other States, mm. Um, you don't need to register for lending into other States, unless you want to Foreclose and take a property back, or okay, you know, maybe if you're doing non-performing notes in a specific state, you might go register the LLC. But
0: mm. so if I have an LLC here, if I start an LLC here in Oregon, and I've got personal funds and I have IRA funds, and that happens at the same time yeah. in order to yeah. avoid any issues, can is it okay to raise further money from outside of those two? Yeah, um, okay.
1: Yeah, as long as it's not someone who's considered disqualified to your IRA, okay. it should be like your spouse, your kids, your parents. But let's say it's like, no, this is my neighbor. This is another real estate investor, a friend of mine. You know, cool. They could, they're totally unrelated. They could mm-hmm. buy into the LLC. So it sounds like immediate Later. family's got to get in all at the same time. If right,
0: yeah.
1: right. So like the list is like your spouse, your kids, your parents. Yep and kind of think of your lineal family line, but your siblings are not disqualified. Like your sibling could come in six months later. Your IRA could loan your sibling money on on a deal they're doing. Hmm. They're not disqualified, nor like your aunts, uncles, cousins, more distant family.
0: Yeah. Is there anything you can leave us with to help the folks who are um, looking to raise money from folks who have these uh, self-directed IRAs? Yeah, I just remember... $35 trillion,
1: There's $35 trillion in retirement accounts. I mean, I give a lot of presentations. Like, you know, I speak to a lot of angel investor groups and stuff like that. And I can't tell you how many like companies are there pitching the next cool startup or whatever it is. And I'm like, guys, this, the money is all over here in retirement accounts. And like, and, and it's more likely that someone you're talking to, just think of your immediate network who you may go raise money from where do you think they're going to have six figures or more to invest in a deal? Do you think it's in a savings account or a personal brokerage account? Probably in an IRA or 401k. Yeah. But do you know how to explain that to them? They don't even know you can do this. So you got to educate them. Yeah. And so a lot of times for people raising capital, I'm like, I don't want to sell you about doing it for yourself. If you got retirement account funds, cool. Listen, but if you raise money and do deals, this is a huge tool. Even if you're just working with your existing network of people, like we had a, a hedge fund that we did some presentations for. They just went to their existing group of people who they, that was a few thousand in their network that had invested with them over the years. And they got about 20% of them to put in retirement plan dollars into their deals. Wow, they, That was just their existing pool of people that they didn't have to get any new people. Yeah. They're just like, these are people already know us. And one fifth of them put more money in with their retirement account. Wow, And so I just think if you can educate on it, let people know about it. And one thing I'll say is like self-directing your IRA or 401k, it's, it's not easy, but it's also not rocket science. Sure. It's kind of like playing a board game. I think it's like, you just can't open it up and think, you know what the heck you're doing and move pieces around. You got to kind of play with someone that knows what to do. You got to read the rule book, but once you've done it a couple of times, it's the same thing over and over again. Sure. (laughs) And so um so so don't be intimidated by there's there's a little bit of learning curve to get it um but just learn what you got to learn you know like if you're a, a note person just learn what you need to know for notes yeah or real estate you know don't worry about the crypto stuff or precious metals or startups don't don't right. stress about it you know yep um and then that education becomes very powerful to the people you talk to and I've had some clients I have uh, I had a long time law firm client that just fix and flips properties in in Southern California I probably say he's got 20 investors, IRAs that fund all of his deals. Wow. And he basically went to him and he was literally, he would just meet him at like honestly, like real estate investment clubs and stuff. And this mm-hmm. guy does got a huge deal flow now. Yeah. But you know, he started doing this maybe 10 years ago. He would just go to people, he's like, What what's the return you're making on your IRA?
0: Yeah.
1: And people would be like, I don't even know. Or they're like, it's terrible. And he's like, what if I could pay you 10%? Yeah. Would on uh, and I'd secure you on real estate. Yeah. They're like, uh, really? You would? They're like, they, they turned like this guy's best friend, you know? Sure. I think it's yeah. just engaging
0: the conversation too. Hmm. So you've mentioned education a couple times. Where should we send folks to to educate themselves so they can edu- educate their potential investors? Talk a, a bit about that.
1: So directedira.com, we have a learn page there. If you just go to directedira.com, learn. We have webinars. I have a podcast, podcast. If you're new to the subject, just start on episode one and the first 10 are kind of like bringing you up to speed on the basics. Um, I do a self-directed IRA summit once a year. It's this year, October 22nd and 23rd in Scottsdale. If you want like live, we do a golf tournament with charity involved in connection with it. I don't know, we got a lot. I wrote my book. If you like reading books, you know, I know some of my clients are like, I mean, I'm not gonna read a book, but um, you know, my engineer clients and pilots and doctors, they read the book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and that's 20 bucks on Amazon. So okay. yeah, there's a lot of and that post called the self-directed IRA handbook, but, there's a lot of resources. I think the easiest place is to go to directed hit the learn page, tons of free content and, and links to the other places you can find stuff.
0: Okay. Well, cool, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on here. Uh, answered, you know, some questions for me for sure. And I'm certain for a lot of our listeners, it's been great having you, Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're listening to this on Spotify or somewhere else, come on over to uh, distresspro.com to find Matt Sorensen's this page. And we're going to have links to all the resources that we talked about today, like the Learn page and the podcast and the book and all that uh, below this video there on the page. So uh, that's it, Matt. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate it. It It's great. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Great. Thanks. Hey, this is Brett Palumbo, founder of DistressPro.com. Are you ready to take your real estate or note business to the next level? We'll show you how to start sourcing discounted and distressed off-market deals direct from institutional sellers. Visit GoBankDirect.com today and learn how to take control of your deal flow and profit in any market. Go now to GoBankDirect.com.